Hello and welcome to this episode of Cargo Facts Connect, the podcast of Cargo Facts, the newsletter of record for the air cargo and freighter aircraft industries for over 40 years. I'm your host, Andrew Kreider, Associate Editor of Cargo Facts. And I'm Robert Luke, Associate Editor of Cargo Facts. I want to begin today with discussing some details regarding avionics packages. Mexico-based Aeronavis TSM tapped Universal Avionics to supply avionics upgrades to 15 MD-80s and 11 DC-9 cargo aircraft to provide the Universal SBAS flight management system. Allegedly, this system is going to be used to improve the performance on localizer and vertical guidance for LPV approaches, as well as other safety enhancements to comply with ADSB mandates. As a pilot, I think this is really cool. It shows continued investment in a fleet of classic aircraft. And at EMEA, we heard about a few uh, avionics upgrades like that from Textile, which is incorporating Collins avionics in their heads-up displays on their 737s, which is going to allow them to improve their flight reliability and getting into more approaches and more airports and having confidence under more challenging weather conditions. But this wasn't the only detailed upgrades we heard this week. Robert, what did we hear about conversion programs like the Mammoth 777, which had upgrades of its own? Good question, Andrew. Uh, Triumph Interiors was selected by Mammoth Freighters to redesign the air distribution ducting system in the cargo compartment for its 777s. This system will pull energy bleeding off the engine thrust into the cargo compartment for hot and cold airflow to the goods being transported. Interestingly, this deal falls into place a little over a year after Triumph sold three of its aerostructure sites to Arlington Capital Partners. The transaction was effective on May of 2021 and includes the Triumph Composites business consisting of Milledgeville, Georgia and Rayong, Thailand operations, as well as uh, their Red Oaks, Texas uh, facility. Combined, the businesses encompassed approximately 1.8 million square feet of factory space and employed over 900 people. But nonetheless, they still continue to progress forward with this uh, recent deal and continue to prove that they wanted the best in the industry. And that's in addition to both Mammoth and KMC announcing their own choices for cargo loading systems for their respective conversion projects. You can check out those stories at CargoFacts.com. I also want to touch on two items published this week. One of them was for this month's issue of the Cargo Facts magazine. This month, we have begun an online-only publication format like our sister publication, Air Cargo World. Our magazine items carry feature content and in-depth conversation with leaders from the industry. Our feature item this month was about drones. We spoke to several different manufacturers and companies in the drone space, part of a new effort to bring you the latest developments on the emerging cargo drone market. What did we learn in some of these conversations? We really spoke to a lot of people. We certainly did, Andrew, and it was a great experience. Um, we, re- we really learned a lot of fascinating new facts about the various drones from the electric power with Drone Delivery Canada to hybrid engine technology drones uh, that were produced by Parallel Flight with the Firefly and the uh, Valancey's Volley 50 and the Elroy Chaparral 1, as well as some turboprop-powered drones and uh, conventional drones to consist of Agility and Nautilus. 
You can find out more about, about that fascinating information on our uh, feature that will be promoted this month in our magazine, which will give you more details about the specifics of those uh, drones and their capabilities. But some of the some of the most important things that we learned from these manufacturers was that the most significant challenge when it comes to entering the market with cargo drone technology is the regulatory aspect. That seems to be an issue that's uh, definitely one to overcome as both drone technology and artificial intelligence are trying to do their best to meet regulatory compliance to where they uh, being the various civil aviation regula regulators across the world will feel comfortable uh, allowing drones to operate more freely in their skies, uh, particularly the United States. Uh, was uh, very, very uh, stringent when it comes to their regulatory policies and practices, uh, even for a sub 55 pound drone uh, that was trying to get certification, they would have to go through the same process as a 747, which is pretty, uh, which is a very arduous task, uh, you know, from the, from the uh, perspective of the manufacturers. Uh, and recently the FAA did create the uh, Beyond program, which, a, which was a simplified process to uh, enable drone companies to get their certifications completed for their, for their prototypes that they're developing. But even with that new system in place, a lot of the manufacturers are still seeing a lot of major hurdles that they have to climb and overcome in order to receive the certification to move forward and productively to serve the logistic industry. Um, the basic strategy of most companies right now are to kind of put their aircraft into locations where the uh, regulations are a lot less stringent and more relaxed, particularly in countries like Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and Africa, and various other places in the European Union that are looking to bring in this advanced technologies that drones provide uh, rather quickly and onboard that technology as soon as possible so that they can begin uh, initial operations. But despite the challenges the U.S. poses to drone manufacturers, uh, San Francisco-based Zipline did clear a major hurdle within the United States by becoming the first U.S. drone operator to obtain an FAA Part 135 certification for what's called the Beyond Visual Line of Sight Drone Delivery under the Beyond Program, acronym BVLOS. Uh, the company is also one of the first fixed wing drone operators to be certified and joins wing aviation ups flight forward and amazon as part 135 carriers seeking to not only indoctrinate our, our regular airspace into uh uh with with drone technology but turn it into a regular mainstay for the rest of the logistic world that is anticipating the entrance of the drone itself and that's what we pretty much covered this week on the on the actual drone. You can get more details again on the drone feature. And uh, Drew, I'll turn it back over to you to continue forward. The other item I wanted to bring up was something Jeff Lee and I worked on. And that was our mid-year overview for deliveries and redeliveries. I think that it was, in total, the deliveries and redeliveries that we saw this year was significantly higher than the same period of time as last year and maybe not too surprising but the 737 800 uh, conversions stood out of the pack with more than 30 airframes only two of those airframes were 737 400s we didn't mention the story but the turnaround time which had suffered in 2020 um, seemed to somewhat improve around this period Nonetheless, we had a total of more than 82 deliveries and re-deliveries. To check our facts, we touched base with CargoFax Consulting, and they saw something a little bit ominous. 
they believe that with all these orders and deliveries, there's still going to be a lag time uh, or gap between when these orders are have been placed, or whether they be for conversions, and then when these conversions will actually be able to be turned around and placed back in the hands of the airlines that ordered them. There's somewhat of market frustration or idea that the aircraft won't come in time to see the demand that we're seeing right now, or at least on the current schedule. That's all the time that we have for today, unfortunately, to end on a little bit of a low note. But to those of you listening, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Cargo Facts Connect. For more multimedia content like this, check out CargoFacts.com and search Cargo Facts Connect on iTunes and Spotify. Join us again next time. 